Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's your boy, Fashion Lloyd. Man, I stay dropping hits. Y'all already know, man. It's gonna be another. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Fashion Lloyd T. And this is another banger of the Baker Life Experience. Today, I have uh, two special co hosts of mine, uh, my supporters, um, people that have. Uh, made my life great and made my life not so great. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, my parents, my mom and my dad. Y'all Hi. That's my mom. Dad, say something. What's up? <laughs> Love you, son. Love you too, dad. Um, so what was y'all childhood like back in the day? Well, um, my dad raised me, my dad and my grandma. I don't remember my mom being there that much. So, but it was okay. I mean, it was back in the 60s and the 70s, so it was um, still a lot of discrimination, but, you know, my dad did provide. We may not have had a whole lot of stuff, but we did have all our, our needs met. And um, he he was a good provider. My father was. Okay, Dad, you. Well, coming up, <laughs> back in the day, it was a good thing. Back in the day, it was good. You didn't know, really know how good you had it, you know, until you look back. You know, because you didn't have to worry about bills or anything like that. You could just be a kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could go outside and don't come back in the house till it gets dark. You know, stuff like that, you know what I mean? You enjoyed being a kid. You know, like today, kids don't really understand or don't really know the significance of what we came through, you know, to where we at now. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, I mean, you know, you just stayed outside and you played, you know, and you had a good time. You ran with your friends, you know. But my mom, you know, she took care of us with the best that she did, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thanks to my uncle and my aunt, who I dear, I really love and I miss them so much. And uh, with my sisters, you know, we just, we just stuck together, you know. That mm-hmm. was us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was... We got along. We we didn't bicker and all of that, you know. We we uh, complimented each other. We pushed each other. You know what I'm saying? We we knew how hard it was coming up, and in order for us to have anything, we had to get out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just wasn't given stuff. You had to, you know. You worked for it. You earned it. You know. You put in the work and everything. Um, I was fortunate enough where I really didn't get in trouble. When I, when I did get in trouble, I, I got right out of trouble because Mama corrected, and she didn't play that, especially missing work. She, did, she told you, I don't want to ever have to come to that school behind you acting up, and you know, because uh, she'll get on you. Mm. And I mean, she get on you. She ain't, got, she ain't got no shame in her game. She will whoop you right there in front of your friends and 
I whip you on the way home, and when she think about it, when she get home, you thought she forgot about it, she'll whoop you again. I mean, that there would make you a better person. It wasn't abuse, it was just correction. And see, back in the day, man, everybody whooped your butt. You know, you just couldn't disrespect older people. You know what I'm saying? You had to speak to them when you walked by them. You know, oh, no, you didn't walk by here and not speak. You know what I'm saying? Next thing, you know, it's like everybody in the neighborhood would whoop your butt. You know, and then you get another whooping. So, you know, it was it was that kind of growing up. I mean, it was respect for elders. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree on that. Uh, that's like one thing I try to uh, teach Elijah is to respect at the end of the day. Like, you don't know who you might may have come across or anything. You know, it's always yes, sir. You know, yes, ma'am. It's always that. Don't ever question an older. And once somebody walks up to you, you always say, uh, how you doing? Or, you know, things like that. Yeah. So... What um talk about parents. Um how would your parents describe you? Like What do you mean how would they describe? Like what would your parents like describe you as like like growing up and then like what about now if like they was living, like what would they say? I think daddy would have described me as ambitious, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think so would mom. But I think if they would have, if they saw me now, I think they would be very proud. I'm, we're still in my house that I grew up in. <clears throat> and we fixed it up, and we're still fixing it up, and I think that would make Daddy proud. And I think um, he would be proud of of you guys, and I think he would be proud of his great-grandkids and... um. I, I know Mama would. Mama would still have, and you know she's for you, so you know yeah. Elijah would be unbearable. You think I'm bad on him with yeah. him. Mom would have been, he would have been unbearable. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I think they would be proud of proud of me, both of them. And I think I think the same about um, Frog's mom. I think she would have been um, proud of proud of proud of how things have worked out in our lives. Okay. I agree. But, you know, you know how mom always was, you know, Francina, do you hear my baby talking? Be quiet. <laughs> you know, she always thought yeah, a lot of me. Too. Well, you know, that was just how I was, you know, because I was her only son, you know, and she did a lot to make sure that I could get to where I needed to be without out there trying to do anything wrong and bringing any disgrace or anything like that on her name. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. did not want that. And, and I don't blame her, you know, because she worked hard, you know. And, you know, it was just, you know, I kept my sisters in line. We, we kept each other in line, I'm going to say that. But yeah. looking back, you know, I, if she was here today, you know, she would be very, very happy with everything the way it turned out because you know she she instilled on us she prayed she was a praying woman you know I mean no matter what she prayed and I still think today you know those prayers went up and and still if it goes down from generation to generation to generation you know 
You know, when you got somebody praying for you, you know, you, you can't go wrong. Even if you stray off, you you gonna come back. You know. Yeah, but I also think too that it's the respect that kids have for their parents. Yeah. You know, back in the day, it was get up and go do this and go do that. But nowadays, if you ask a kid to go do something, what, why, how come, you know, why do I have to go do it? Or what do you, you know, you could, my dad would say, Francine, and I would immediately get up and head in his direction. Nowadays, you call a kid six or seven times and you go find them. That's not how it was when I was growing up. It's just the respect that you, and it's not fear, it's, it's love and respect and I think that has a lot to do with, you know, how we grew up and how uh, the kids nowadays. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just the way you go about talking to people because that's the way you want to be treated, you know what I'm saying, with with respect. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be calling nobody out of their name and all that, you know, because our parents didn't do that, you know. But it's a it's an earned thing, you know, if you raise your child with love and they are their respect automatically kicks in i think you know you have to just you you have to do my dad he he did not not disrespect us but he demanded respect Mm -hmm. and so that's what a lot of think i think is wrong right now is a lot of you know with this generation is they don't demand it you know it's like whatever well, the kid basically is the boss, not not the parents. And when I was growing up, that wasn't the case. And I think, you know, and, and I think that's why I am the way I am. It's because of my dad and my mom. And mm-hmm. my grandmother, of course. Oh, yeah, she was a sweet, beautiful woman. I mean, man, it's times that, you know, when, when I first met you, you know what I'm saying, and I used to come over to your house, it seemed like I was coming to visit you, but it seemed like she would just... She would just be prophesying on, on our, you know, you Brock, you really love Francine, Brock, you gonna marry Francine? I mean, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, Brock, you know, I mean, it would just, it would just, she just kept speaking that into me, you know what I'm saying? And you would come over there, you, I'm tired. I just got off of work. I know, wait, I know you did, but hey, I'm gonna leave. I just wanted to see all that, you know. That was passionate love, you know what I'm saying? You know, I would just, 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 I don't know. It was just, I, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. Well, I didn't know it was you, and I had a son. So, he was kind of working my nerve a little bit. Yeah. That's that's the next question. That's, like, one of the questions that I'm going uh, to definitely bring up. But before this one, since we're talking about growing up, growing up, who um you inspired the most? Growing up as far as a person, or are you talking about... Like, growing up as, like, childhood. Who was my favorite, like, movie star person, or... Like, who inspired Who inspired you? My dad. Mm. My dad was a hard-working man. My dad used to work seven days a week. And he was very independent. And he didn't... He may have asked, but he didn't have to beg. And mm. that's how I wanted to be. I, I mean, I I know you need people, but I wanted to be two nickels in my back pocket, you know. So if I asked you for something and you said no, I could cover my own self. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted my own house, my own um, 
just my own so I didn't have to depend on nobody. You know, when, when I met your dad, I had my own apartment. I had my own car. I had my own job. And I had a, and I had a son, a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. And I took care of me and David. I took care of us. Mm -hmm. I may have had to go to dad for a couple of emergencies, but most of the time it was me and David or Dinky, and I took care of us. And I think that came from dad. I think that's one of the traits that he taught me is to be independent, not be where you don't need anybody and don't be too uh, prideful that you can't ask for help when you need help, but be independent. Don't depend on nobody but you yourself. You know, take care of your own business. Okay. You dad? Wow. You know, that's a hard one to, to really pinpoint because I had so many different people in my life that, that sowed seed and just instilled in me. Man, I could just name off my two uncles that had passed away was Ben and Richard. I looked up to them a whole lot. But I would say what outstanding the most, it would have to be my mom and my uncle because they both worked hard. You okay. know, I'm not saying that my uncles, Ben and Richard didn't, but... You know, they. I looked up to him because he played basketball, and he was awesome in it. You know what I'm saying? And in whatever sport he did, you know, he would take me out there to the court, and I would sit there and watch him. You know, just just sit there and watch what he does and stuff. You know, he he instilled that into me to go out and and just do the best that you can and give it a hundred percent. You know, it just wasn't no excuses. You know, mm -hmm. and as far as my uncle. Man, he was a hard-working man. He would he worked for the railroad, and then once he was done that day with the railroad, he would come home, and he had a farm, and he would have to do milk the cows, you know, feed the chickens and all that. Sometimes we would do that, but and do the hogs and stuff, you know, up at his place, you know. But when when he did, when he was off from work, he would spend time with us. You know, we would be up there during the summer, you know, staying with my aunt, my my sisters, one and Judy. Judy, which I miss so much, you know what I'm saying? My sister, Wanda. We would go up there to the country, and we would just enjoy life. I mean, it was just clean living. I mean, fresh air. You know, we just played together, but, you know, we, we just we hung out. You know, we... we we just stayed together like a family would, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, since y'all had rung it up earlier, so um, I know it's um, mom's side, dad's side, and the truth. So from that being said, like, how did y'all meet? I mean, I know the story, but let's see. Let's see what side they're going to say. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. We were. You gotta paint the picture okay. as well. Okay, we were in Baytown. They used to call. Um, what did they used to call that? Coco Casa. No, but what did they used to call the clubs down? No, they Blue didn't. Room. No, they didn't call it something. They call it the Coco Casa, baby. Okay, but the strip. You know the strip. Ocadition. Okay, we were in Ocadition, which is Baytown, and I was in. Um, what year was this around? Um, David was three. So probably eighty early eighties. Middle eighties. Yeah, I would say probably eighty eighty 
84, 5, somewhere around in there. Okay. Go ahead. About 86 or 87. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was in a, I was in a club, and this tall man was standing, leaning on a, um, the jukebox mm-hmm. with some white socks all the way <laughs> up to his knees and some shorts that was like half, half calf. And <laughs> <laughs> some white tennis shoes and he had a curl. Yeah. And I would look up and I would see him looking. And I was with my friend and I would say, she goes, he looking at you. Girl, I know that man ain't looking at me. So it was some guys from the island came and he was sitting at the table and he was talking to me and he was really getting on my nerves and I was rolling my eyes and stuff. So your your dad walks to the table. He said, you okay, babe? You, you need me to go get you something to drink? And the dude said, man, I didn't know this. Well, yeah, man, this is my lady, you know, back on up. So he got up and left. And then your dad sat down and he started talking to me. And I just kind of like brushed him off, you know, like, thank you. I appreciate it, but no, thank you. So, of course, he didn't leave. So we got up and he asked me to walk outside. So I walked outside with him thinking, you know, he ain't getting a hug, he ain't getting a kiss, he ain't getting nothing. So we walked to the car, he asked me for my phone number, I gave it to him, and then we walked back uh, up to the club, and he stayed there for a little bit, but I, I was partying, so I wasn't leaving. So he winded up leaving. So that pretty much is how we met. And then, of course, the next day, I get home from work, and what is sitting in front of the house a brown truck. Hmm. So I turned the corner and I was, grandmother was sitting outside and I pull up because I thought it really was someone else. But I pull up and I see it's him and I'm thinking, jeez, this dude ain't called. He ain't <laughs> ass. He ain't saying nothing. He just show up at my house. So I pulled in the yard and um, he walked out. Hey, how you doing? I said, look, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old. I, I, can you just don't come over here unless you call me he goes no 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 don't take it like that don't take it like that I said no you don't understand I work I'm I'm tired I have to come home he says okay 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 I'm sorry I apologize went back over there and told grandma he would see her you know later and he left and then a couple of days passed by I look up here he come walking in my job I'm like what the crap is he got mental problems what's going on <laughs> he is following me everywhere so he walks in and um i was assistant director at a daycare so i was i walked around the corner and he was going you look so nice and for what are you doing here he goes well i just came i have these concert tickets um i want to know if you want to go to this body blast concert and um and here's the envelope you know i want you to go get you a dress and some shoes and dress up and um i just want you to just you know i'm sorry i came but this is you know and i okay okay so finally i said you know okay so he gave me the envelope kissed me on the cheek and he walks out the door and i opened the envelope and there was a hundred dollars in there so back in the day that was a lot of money so he had me right there <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Dad, you got to come in and say something on this no, one. No, no, no. You know, hey, it's real. But, hey, <laughs> check this out, though. Okay? Yeah, what she's saying is true, Dad. Okay? 
But check this out. But but you gotta you gotta explain like your point okay. of view because okay. because like you just showed up out of nowhere. Like how do you know <laughs> how do check you know this where out. she? I'm gonna break it down to you now. Right, go check ahead. This out. Okay, back in the day, see I played basketball, and uh, uh, it was uh, was what a junior I think it was. See, because we used to come to Laporte a lot and stuff, and you know me and my friends, an older guy. Uh, Brownfield, uh, Rodney, bless his heart, man. You know we used to come over there, meet him and Moten, and we used to hang out at the football game. See, and and he was talking to Rita. See, and I didn't know Francine at the time. Rita, see, Rita, Rita is I, a, my sister. Yeah, yeah my, my sister mom's sister. Yeah, and and see, he was talking to Rita and stuff, and you know we we'd all go over there to the game and they would walk home we'd make sure they get home and see and that's how I knew where Rita lived because I didn't know Rita had a sister because all I knew was just Rita you know because every time we played them they'd be standing out like they're talking noise like y'all y'all gonna get loose and all that they'd be throwing rocks at us really <laughs> man because see we knew them you know and she knew she was like an old, another friend of mine was Joe Bailey you know we all hung out and stuff but uh but Make a long story short, mm-hmm. I had Come no on. idea that I would be talking to Francine because one day I was on my way home from practice and like she was saying, where we met at, that was like deja vu. When I first saw her sitting there in the car, she was waiting on her husband who was inside the cactus club who was eating. I was walking by and it seemed like something, you know, like, Something my spirit just say, man, boo, you know, and so I, I turned around and I walked back like I forgot something. Then I came back real, real slow and I looked at her. She was sitting in the car and stuff. I said, man, man, she look good, you know. <laughs> but I ain't say nothing, you know. I ain't trying to tap at the window and all of that. Now I got not remember now. I'm in I'm in high school, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I said, well, man, I see my cousin, Daryl. This is hard, man. I said, I asked Daryl about it, and I remember the car and all of that. And so I ran into Daryl, because he always comes through the hood, you know. And uh, I asked Daryl, I said, Daryl, man, I described the car to him and stuff. He said, oh, man, he's a cub, man. She got a man. I said, man, I know she probably got a man. You know, I just wanted to know her name, and he told me. Man, so I went home and stuff, and I just couldn't see. I said, man, mom said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know, Mom. I said, I don't know if it's me or what. I said, but something tells me that that there, that woman that I saw and I described it to her. But see, I had no idea that Francine's them people, we all grew up with some of their people and stuff, the the Felders and all of that and, and, and the bondages. And see, and, and all of this is intertwining, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea that... I'll be sitting here talking to Francine, you know, because of the people that we know, that I knew, you know, that I didn't know that it was related to her. But anyway, to make a long story short, mm-hmm. I happened to pull up there to the club, park my ride down the road. I have to walk in, okay? So when I walk in, you know, I kind of 
you know, zoom around, see who all up in there because they got pool tables on one side and all of that. And see, you have to under, you have to picture this if you ever been in there, which you know it's it's already closed down. But it had a big mirror right behind the bar, and it had the two pool tables over there. Then it had the dance floor. Mm-hmm. You know, I come in moving and grooving because they jam. I say, hey. I come in there do my little move and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I be shooting at her like, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, man? Where you been, boy? I say, man, nothing. So I go over there to the bar, you know. I think and I'm talking to the uh the the the, the barkeep right there. I said, man, I say, you know, I'm standing in the mirror looking looking in the back, you know, I can see everybody without standing, so I just kinda turn around like I'm Dancing and stuff. I said, hey, and then I kind of look over that point and I said, oh, yeah, I see who I want to talk to. But anyway, <laughs> see, that's that move, see? And so, I guess I so got I that thing. So, so I asked the bartender, the barkeep lady, I said, man, who's she here with? You know, she said, oh, she here with another lady friend. I said, oh, she by herself, huh? So I started doing that little move of mine. I said, okay. So I seen this guy over there talking to her. I could see that she didn't really want to be bothered. I said, oh, oh, this is my move, you know, I gotta go over there. Mm-hmm. So I go like this. You know, like that old move, man. Every time I go somewhere, I gotta prove my love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did something funny to make her laugh. And once I saw that laugh, buddy, I said, oh, I gotta. I gotta. So that day, you know, old, old guy said, oh man, I didn't know that was you, man. I said, yeah, man, shoot, man. I said, babe, is there anything I can get for you right now? No, no, no. I said, okay, well, hey, you, you here by yourself? No, I'm here with a friend. I said, okay, well, hey, look, you don't mind me sit down and talk to you a little bit? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, wait, wait a minute now, baby. They like that, you know what I'm saying? I had to get that mag move on, you know. I said, you know, it's kind of crowded in here, kind of loud. I said, man, let's step outside, you know. So we stepped outside, you know, walked down there, you know, kind of chopped it up, talked mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, but... You know, she was getting ready to go back, and I said, "I think, I think I ran into you at Waterburger that night. You and uh, Patricia. Patricia. You say, what are you doing? You following me? I said, no, nah, no, nah, hold up, baby. I'm a stalk, baby. I like what I see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, that's how I, I made that move. You know, it was a connection. You know, she may not didn't see the connection. I saw the connection. Yeah. I said, she, man, that's what I want, man, and that's what I went after." You know, I gave her that, you know, the real deal, 100%. Me, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing phony. Yeah. You know, and, hey, and once I saw that laugh, hey, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm in that heart, you know? Yeah. I said, baby, you got to take, you know, I've been through a whole lot. I said, hey, baby, I'm going through a whole lot, too. Yeah. How about two people who join through a whole lot get together? <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? See, that, that. See, see, she couldn't understand that because I wrapped that knowledge around her real quick. I, 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 I quit that, ooh. Got her. No, what he got me really was because he really was working my nerve. But when I saw him take an interest in Dinky, that's how. And I think his older friends must have told him that if he wanted to get to my heart, he had to go through my son. So when he started taking an interest in David yeah, and David really taking and spending time with David and doing stuff with David, then that's when I realized that yeah we might can have a future together so mom you said that uh you didn't really find i guess she was like nah i'm okay like i'm i'm in the club i'm I'm chilling so what made you go outside with dad 
Because I guess maybe because I because it was loud in there, and I I didn't want to be rude because he did get me out of a spot, you know, with that other guy. So I figured, you know, and I kind of whispered to my gal, if I'm not back in five minutes, come get me. So I just stepped out. Now, don't get me wrong, your dad's very tall. I like tall, dark men, so he had my attention. Mm -hmm. But them white socks up to his knees, that that was killing me. <laughs> that was killing me. But I, you know, I thought, well, let me let me step outside and see what kind of game he got. Dad, how so? How did you know where she worked at? Stalker. No, baby. <laughs> I don't even remember. He probably I didn't, stopped and asked grandma. I probably did, you know, because grandmother, she was, she was, she was awesome lady, totally awesome lady. You know, you would love to spend time with her because she dropped, she had a lot of wisdom and knowledge. Mm -hmm. She would drop on you, man. And it, it would just sit there and make you, like, your mouth would just drop. You know what I'm saying? You would love to be around an elder like that, you know? Mm -hmm. she, I mean, she would speak truth and she would drop, you know, wisdom on you and stuff. I mean, you know, I just like being around her, you know, and talking to her. Okay. But I never thought in my wildest dreams, you know, that I would, the same house that I was visiting, mm -hmm. that I'm living there now and with Francine. Yeah. I would never, ever would have imagined that in the wildest, in my wildest dream. But that goes to show you how God be working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may not see it on this end, but in the end, Boom, look at us. You know, yeah. we've been together. Uh uh, don't look at me. 38 years. That's mm. about right. You close 38 to years mm. together. Together. You know, that's that's something by itself. You know, it, it, it's, I mean, it brings chills to you. You know what I'm saying? To be yeah. a person, to see that person every day who I would say she is my rib. She is my sh the shoulder that I lean on whenever I feel like I'm, I can't make it. She builds me up, you know what I'm saying? She, she, she's, she's my, she, she's just there. I ain't gonna say righty died. I ain't gonna say nothing like that. I mean, mm -hmm. she is 100%. You know, she makes, she brings the best out in me, I would say. That's and plus, not only that, you know, she, she's a, a, she's not only a wife, but she's a, a friend. She's a lover. She's all of that, you know, caring, you know, I wouldn't trade it, what I have for nothing. There's, you know, I really wouldn't. That's sweet. Right, That's real. Yeah, right That's real. So, um, so you got you got in good with uh with David, and then what? Wow, he he was like, man, dink. Give me, but I just have to catch myself, man. Because watching a kid grow up that wasn't even your child 
and you helped raise him and you saw where he came from and where he was and where he went through, it, it takes a lot out of you. And that's why it, it choked me up there. Yeah. I mean, for a kid I, that I've seen, you know, that looked up to me and they called me dad and all of that, you know, it, it, it really was touching, you know, because I, I spent time with him, you know, and, and when, when, when he got into school, mm-hmm. especially, especially junior high, he played ball and stuff and he, he, he sat the bench and he told me, I'll never forget this. He told me, he said, dad, he says, man, he say, you see me? I'm sitting on the bench. I get in every now and then. He say, by the time I get to high school, he say, they're going to be watching me and cheering for me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going to be out there. And I guarantee he worked, he worked, he worked. He, 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 he worked on it. Because once he got something in his head, he stayed on it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know he was so smart, he didn't even bring books home. Yeah. You know, he would finish all this. I said, man, you ain't got no... Man, I finished all that in school, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just saw him mature and come up. I mean, I even think he could have been the valedictorian of his class, but that's, you know, he was up there on the Texas Scholar, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, he had offers to go places and stuff. And he, in, in basketball, I mean, he, it really, he brought it out. Yeah. That hard work paid off. Yeah. And he did accomplish a lot, you know. But I never forget though when he told me when when Fran and I got married at uh Mrs. Ruben uh Miss Bundage Nim home, they it was a small gathering. Very small. Yeah. And y'all were my best man and, and David gave mom away and remember what he said? He said, Brock, I'm giving you my mom, you take care of her. Mm-hmm. I never forget that. I told him you won't have to worry about that. I'll do my best to take care of her, and I think I lived up to my agreement and yeah. I didn't let him down or my mom or our our family down. So, um, the fact that you know you talk about your mom and things like that, uh, your dad, you know. Um, I know the story, but um, it's a, a, I'm gonna make a circle when I finish. Um, you not having a dad, and then you, you know, imitate the best father that you could be, and obviously you just said um, how David felt as a child felt. You know, you support your um, your love to to him. Um, was you was you ever you know worried that like your kid would ever become a single parent or the fact that you know um, taking care of somebody else's kid? No, I didn't even look at that. I don't even think about that. I said because once once I was committed and I and I, friend and I were together, I, I wasn't going nowhere. I was in for the long haul because I know how it felt to not have a father figure around because mm-hmm. mom was like the dad and the mom. She had to wear two hats. But mm-hmm. I just thank God that I had two sisters 
yeah. Wanda and Judy, yeah. who 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 was like my cheerleaders. I mean, they they were like there. You know, they would be at the games. They would they would cheer me on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they brought it out in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they took me to that next level. You know, and I just kept, you know, I just kept telling them, you know, I ain't gonna forget about y'all when I get older. Yeah. So, so like, who, like, who did you, like, you know, imitate to uh, be a dad? Because there wasn't really a good role model in your life. So, like, who did you look up to wow. or try to uh, be? Wow, I would say my uncle, my Uncle Wade. He, he was a hardworking person, very hardworking man, um, lovable. You know, soft-spoken. You know what? I never, ever, as far as I can remember, heard my uncle cuss. Never would say a bad word. You know, he was a church-going man. He he was a family man. You know, and you would love to be around him, you know. And when he said something, you would listen because he talked soft, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. to be a big man, you know. But he got his point across, Mm. you know what I'm saying. And I, I really miss him dearly, you know. Okay. Because, like, the whole, um, just in general right now, you know, um, parents, like, for y'all, when I mean parents, I mean, like, y'all, um, y'all, like, may not have, like, the best role model. Y'all more, like, you know, monkey see, monkey do, and then y'all have kids, and then our generation right now, what I'm trying to do is, like, fix the generational curse that, like, we may have. And the fact that um, I see monkey do, mon- I mean, mon- monkey see, monkey do, but I try to, you know, go outside the box a little bit so I can adjust it and try to fix it like why I'm here, so whenever Elijah have, you know, kids, he can see what Daddy did and he can see what Grandpa did far as a father figure, and since that, uh, I just learned that now that you know you gotta add Uncle Wade to that, you know what I'm saying catalog, with that, that makes sense. Yeah. You want to say something, Mama? Or no. No. I mean, I, I, you know, when you don't know or not that what I'm trying to say is you may not have a, um, the people that you have in your life for your role models, they were doing the best they could, you know, because maybe they didn't have anybody in their life. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So just like you said, it is kind of a monkey see monkey do, but try to go one step above that, Mm -hmm. you know, because we want as a parent. You want what's best for your child. But to take it that step further, you know, you 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 do everything that you can. Maybe the way that we raised you, maybe we did some things that you didn't like or you didn't disagree with. So you won't do that. You know, you will raise Elijah a different way from that. Mm-hmm. The way my parents, you know, the way Daddy did us, I try not to do y'all, you know, kind of some of the ways that Daddy did me. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he raised me wrong, just saying that I didn't like some of the things. And then some of the things I may be repeating that daddy did that you don't like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's I think we all have to just um 
really honestly i think we all just have to pray and ask god to help us and be the best that we can because you want more you want better for your child than what you have for for yourself so i think taking that and just asking god to help you i think you do go to the next level i think you do wind up we were the best we could to you and then you're going to be the best that you can to Eli. Mm -hmm. And then Eli will be the best that he can to his kids. And each generation, you'll go one step higher. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. Do you want to talk about the stuff that we don't, that I don't like? Or no? You can. I don't. I mean, I'm over that. Okay. Um, you want to start off or? You can start. Uh, Okay. I think I think like um a lot of people can relate. That's why I wanna kinda of bring it up. Okay, that's fine. Um the fact that like parents now, um I I can't say the age, I can say like right now at this moment, um that I have a kid. Um we we know like our parents want the best but I think at times it gets um like over overwhelmed because it's like we're we're trying to um do the best that we can and have you know our parents say, Hey, you're doing a great job, you did a wonderful job. It's like we need that um verify and be like, you know what, yes, you you do like I think parents do do that and then there's times when you know sometimes the that that lane gets um across at points because it's like it's like you treat us as a child while we're raising a child right. you know what i mean I and i think that's one thing that um at first it used to frustrate me at it still does. at at point and I'm still working on it, but it's more because, like, I'm a single parent and, like, how to get me, um, you know, upset is whenever you tell me something that I already know. And it's, like, when it comes to Elijah, that's, like, a thing that I wear, like, you know, proudly. It's like, hey, I'm a single dad. And the fact that it's, like, in, in my point of view, it's like, you know, like nitpicking. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you doing that? You doing this? It's that, instead of me, like, learning or asking, it's more like it's kind of being, like, the information might be great, but I think it's the way that to, to communicate it would be um, a whole different. And then on my end, I have to be more, um, I have to be more transparent and therapeutic when it comes to conversations like that and and understand, like, have an opening heart and listening ear. And I think sometimes I don't really do that. But like I said, I'm, I'm still working on that. Like, you agree? I agree. I mean, and as far as grandma role, I didn't, the only grandma role that I have is my grandmother. My mama was y'all's grandmother, but... You know, she was a young grandmother, too. So my role model to me to be a grandmother was my grandmother, which may be smothering to you. 
because you're a man, but it was not smothering to me. And I know that I put my two cents in a lot where you don't want my two cents, but in my heart, I want what's best for you. If I see you driving down the street and you're going the wrong way, you see it as, let me crash and learn a lesson. Correct. I see it as, you're still you, you're a grown man, but you're still my son and you're still my baby. And I don't want you to crash and burn. If I can keep you from crashing and burning, that's what I want to do. But I'm learning. It's a process for me, too. And I'm learning that sometimes you do just have to let go and let them crash and burn and then pick themselves up and start all over again. I don't, want, I don't like to see that. But I'm learning the older I get that maybe the lesson that you need to learn is the crash and burn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at the at the end of the day, um, I think so too because like back in the day, it was like um, like when y'all grow up, and it was more like um, if y'all have a kid, like y'all have to stay together and like trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like the whenever you say, you know. For better, for worse, like, y'all really mean that. Now, generation, it's like, uh, whatever. And for me, my situation, you know, it was um, me and his mom was definitely had a, um, a um, expirational date. And that expirational date has, you know, expired. And so we went our separate ways. But I think there's times whenever... I wouldn't say, like, you feel bad that I'm a single parent, but it's more like I still want to I still want to help you through this process. And I think sometimes, like, I don't want to help. I want to – I definitely want to figure it out yeah. on my own because I feel like if I lay down with somebody and we choose to have this child, I'm thinking, like, I'm not thinking, like, oh – I'm going to do whatever I want to do. My mom and dad going to help. It's like, no, that's my responsibility, and I'm going to do whatever, whatever I have to do. You see what I'm saying? I understand, but I want when you, when you went to court and you got custody of Elijah, mm-hmm. you were young, right? Yeah, I was like, what? 21. 21. No, 22, up in there. You was, yeah. you was 20, in your early 20s. I had Elijah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want you to feel like your life was over, that you had to give up your young adulthood to raise Elijah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let you I wanted you to still be able to go out and and explore and and kind of be free and have a have some fun, you know, because that's what you do when you're in your 20s is have some fun. And I I think that I and I agree I overstepped my bounds. A lot during that time but it was out of love and it was out of I didn't want you to feel like well I can't go nowhere and I can't do nothing because I have Elijah mm-hmm. and I, I don't and I think me thinking that I was giving you freedom probably was really giving you a handicap mm-hmm. because when you you did go out and you did do a little bit and then when you finally thought you know this is not for me I need to just buckle down and just worry about Elijah mm-hmm. and I just felt like that's when I, you know, took over the role of, that's when I think our relationship got kind of really bad was because I was overstepping my bounds as um, your as his grandmother, thinking that in my mind, I knew I was his grandmother, but I was trying to take more of a mother role on Correct. instead of 
a grandmother role. Correct. So, um, but I've never been a grandmother before. I used to tell you that all the time. Uh-huh. You know, and when we would get, when we would have our arguments or disagreements, I would tell you, I don't know how to do it. I'm trying to do it. You know, I know how to be a mom, but I don't know how to be a grandmother. Yeah. So it's it's a process that we had to work through. Yeah. And we still, we're still working through it. We still have our, but I'm learning to be quiet and keep my opinions to myself. But you're getting better as, okay, mom, go ahead. I know you're dying to say something, so go ahead and say it mm-hmm. and get it off your chest, and then we're done. Yeah. And and I appreciate that too. Yeah. You know what? To really, basically, if if you look at it from our point of view, okay, mm-hmm. coming up, say like if we could put everything that happened to us inside this jar, clear jar, and we just show it to you what not to do, what, you know, try to, you know, avoid this right here. You know, that's all it was mostly is, you know. I know it's going to be pitfalls and stuff, you know. Man, in this life, bro, it is going to be trial and tribulation going on, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the main thing is, you know, just looking out for your best interest. You know, it's not like nobody trying to run your life and all that. Because I look at it like this, man. Respect a person's time while you have them. Because once they're gone, man, you can't go back and get that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's To me, that's love, man. A lot of people don't have that. And they wish they could have a mom or a dad that they can hold and talk to. And, and you know, it can relate to who even took up time to even be with them. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants to be their friend. I'm your dad. You know what I'm saying? You will forever be my son. You know, it's just like Elijah. He will be my grandson. He'll be little man to me, you know, even though he's getting older. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just that one part, you know, we just refuse to let go, you know, because that's a part of life. After we had what we had happen to us with David, I mean, it's this is why we stay close. Yeah. This is why we communicate. Without communication, son, there's breakdown. You know, because I don't want no one to ever say, well, man, my dad never showed me no compassion. He never held me, you know, just say, hey, man, a pat on the back. Good job. Or, you know, here, man, you know, just thinking about you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's all that is, bro. It's not nobody trying to run a person's life. It's just looking out because there are pitfalls on this road of life that we deal with, man. It is so much that's happening, man in this lifetime that we thought we'd never see what we always heard about, you know? And and it's happening right now, bro. Uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely see y'all side, but at the end of the day, uh, whenever you whenever you actually in the shoes and you have to uh for me, like I said, I, I had chose to have a son. And so when it came to it I was not, you know, really thinking far ahead. I was thinking, like, at that moment. Because at that moment, you know, um, I remember everything. You know, like, David just got out of jail. You know, we was, uh, he got, he was getting money. And, you know, we went out, you we know, shopping, this and that. And um, me and his mom was more just, like, in the groove. Like, we was just, like, whatever. And then, like, you know, you know. Uh, Elijah came and so and then you know I'm saying we didn't work out and so it was more about I had to step up 
to definitely um, be a parent. And that did have to sacrifice, you know, uh, my lifestyle. You know, me, I can't go out. My homeboys calling me, hey, let's do this, do that. I'm like, bro, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a son. I can't move around like that. And so when you work in and then you notice, like, the other parent is not putting in that much work. And so you kind of, you know, put yourself in this um, place where it's like, if I don't do it, ain't nobody else going to do it. And so you fighting the world and you at, you know, you at, you at work and then you thinking about your son and then you, you kind of frustrated at the other parent because it's like, man, we basically did this contract, but you're not living up to this contract. And so you 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 in the you in the zone, and then like I might have a a, a day that I just you know like uh, a bad day, and then like I come home whatever, and then like I gotta take care of Elijah, and then like you know mom might say something, and then like I'm not mad at mom, but the fact that that you know I was already mad and that just you know, made it everything worse because it's like, man, here we go again. It's like, I, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying. And it's like, you have to, like, kind of prove that, you know, you're taking care of everything. But, you know, um, thinking about it, like I say, I know we don't really, you know, uh, tell people, you know, tell each other, like, you know, I, I love you, things like that. But I always tell... People always asking me, like, um, ask me that, um, like, your mom and dad help you? And I say, yeah, man. I say, I'm definitely blessed that my mom and my dad does help me. You know, they, they do give me um, a time to myself sometimes when they when they want to watch um, Elijah. And, like, while they're here on earth, I definitely want to give them whatever time they need because when you look back, you can't get that. And so... Um, I definitely, you know, um, has learned that. But I always definitely say, you know, my parents do help. And they'd be like, yeah, it takes a village to raise a child. And I said, correct. You know what I'm saying? While they're here, I'm going to give them whatever time they want. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. We do. Because I know we have, um, we have a lot of more time with him than the average grandparents have with their grandchildren but Elijah and I and I hate to say this kind of like that but Elijah helps me have life you know since and I know I shouldn't say that and and it's putting a lot on a on a kid but when we lost David that and if it wasn't for God and Elijah I don't know you know Elijah helped kind of settle me a little bit I lost one son, but I knew I had my grandbaby to help fill that void. And um, that's what that is. It's a void. Yeah. It's, it's a void. So, what you're trying to say was that was a void, buddy. Yeah, and it's just you know? it's because it's, that's not how the story's supposed to go. No. Parents aren't supposed to bury their no. children. Children are supposed to bury their parents. So it was hard. And it's still, you know, something that I deal with on a daily basis. But um, I'm getting through. I think we all are getting through. And I think 
his death caused our family to get closer as yeah. a family, you know, and kind of heal some stuff that wasn't right. I think, and I, I think that's what we got out of out of David's death. It was hard, and it was um, very, very painful, and it still is. But I think a lot of healing came from that. Yeah. Because at, at that moment, we wasn't really um, the best no, we wasn't. of the family. All right, moving on. That got deep. Um, what advice would you give um, 40-year-old yourself, like, right now? Give my 40-year-old self? Yeah. Um... If I was forty, mm-hmm. what makes you say? Why do you say that? How do you mom, know I'm not mom, forty right mom. now? You, okay, you okay. say proudly how, okay. how old you are. You right. use that as an excuse. <laughs> I would just tell my forty-year-old self to just keep living, just experience a little more life than what you have, take a few more trips, do something that do something that that scares you. Do something that excites you. Mm-hmm. Do something that's different than what you would normally do. I would say take one day a month and invest in you if I was 40. That's that's what I think I would I would tell my 40-year-old self. You done. Well, really, son, it's like you say, you know, I would just say, man, just stay focused. You know, keep, first of all, I would say this, you know, just keep God in the center. Keep him first, That's okay? First. And, and if, if you do that, no matter what you do, it's going to work out as long as you keep him first. That's you know right. what I'm saying? And you quit doing the me thing, you know what I'm saying? The I thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you, you can go a whole lot farther, you know what I'm saying? Because he'll bless you and bless you and bless you. That, that's what I would say, son. Okay. And, and and right now I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I'm just thankful that I made it here, and I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? And I know I got still got some other things to do that I want to see get done and and help the Lord. I, I'm planning on it. You know, I'm gonna live each day to the fullest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day. No matter what happened at work or whatever happened outside, it stays there when I get home because once I get home and everybody say, well, how was your day? It's a whole lot better now because I'm at home. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know when you wake up and you leave to go to work, are you going to come home? You see what I'm saying? I mean, be thankful what you got. Be thankful for where you are. Yeah, it may not be the best, but at least be thankful for where you at at that point in order for you to move farther. All right, um, I got one more question, and then I'm going to end it, and then I'm going to speak on the next podcast episode. So last question, what family tradition do you cherish the most? I think it's our Thanksgiving. I do because um, Christmas too, but I think I cherish the Thanksgiving the most because that's when we all um, make our yearly um, st- 
statement about what we're thankful for. And it, you know, you never know what's going to come out of anybody's mouth. So, and we just, we're thankful for it. And we just praise God that we are allowed to see another Thanksgiving. Although it takes me, what, two days to cook and it takes y'all 15 minutes to eat it all? Yeah. But I think that's my favorite holiday is, is Thanksgiving. I agree. Because that's a tradition. That tradition will never fade away from us because that's what we look forward to. I mean, the togetherness, the closeness. No matter what, whatever happened, you know, we squash that and you come together and you sit down for taking that meal and being thankful for where you were and where you at right now. You know, that's that's what I look forward to the most. The food, the camaraderie, you know, just enjoying each other's time you know getting caught up on stuff you know of course watching football if it comes on you know what's but, your yeah. what's your favorite holiday Terrence? uh mine would probably be back then and and now um it probably be like christmas i would definitely say because growing up you know we always did like one present on Christmas Eve, yeah. and then um, we get so excited about that, and then we stay up, and then we try to stay up, but it didn't work, so we go to sleep. But I remember uh, one time we got um, a cassette player, and we Trent was like so happy about it, and we were trying to find a station. You know, we had bunk beds, so I like run to the top of the bunk bed, jump on top of it. And then, like, we'd be talking down low. I'd be like, hey, like, what are you listening to right now? And we'd just be playing it. And then, like, I could hear Dad, y'all go to bed, y'all da-da-da-da. <laughs> and, like, me and Chet would, like, talk softly. And then, like, five minutes, he'd go straight to sleep. And then, like, he will go to sleep. And then we talking loud again. And then Dad come. Then I tell y'all, <laughs> like, oh, stop. So we got to go to bed. But I, I mean, definitely... You know things like that, and just um, I remember I remember times that you know Christmas was good, Christmas was bad, but at the same time, it's like we still had um, each other, so I didn't really care about the gift. It was more about the time that we had to spend. And I think now, growing up, you know, uh, I think I am a good Christmas uh, gift giver, so it's more like to show appreciation. Of it, and I can see y'all faces when y'all when y'all open, you know, the gifts. That's 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 to me. Christmas is is second best holiday, and and it's my favorite too because I do like to sit back and watch the faces of the special stuff that you you know that special gift that you have to find. And the can I just say this? One of my favorite gifts to you was, and your face, and I will never forget it, I'll take it to my grave, is when I had got um, yours and Elijah's kindergarten picture. Yeah, I like that one. put it side one. by side, and I wrapped it up and get, gave it to you for Christmas. Your face, I will never forget that face. Yeah, I wanted that. And I remember, like, well, I'm older now, so I, I won't get in trouble now, but I remember, like, when y'all used to like 
it was around Christmas time, and y'all used to like go somewhere. I don't know where y'all was going, and so. Um, was David was I don't think David I think it was me and Trent, but um, like y'all used to leave and like we used to calculate how long like how far y'all going, so we'd be like why do y'all go out there and look so we'd go in the closet, and we would like see what we got and then act surprised <laughs> well Christmas come, cause y'all still have to sing presents in the closet, in the big trash bag like. So we go in there, look, I remember playing basketball, and we like, man, we got a PS3 at the house, like, it's going to be lit. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, man, we already see the kids and everything. I'm like, I'm telling Trent, I'm like, bro, act surprised. And Trent never did, and I'm like, man, but it was, it was, it was that. Um, to end it, um... I just want to say, you know, thank y'all both for y'all. Like, I already do appreciate everything y'all do. I know I don't say it. I be busy in my own world and trying to be, um, trying to perfect being a um, a great dad and the role model that I have. You know, I definitely um, cherish that. But I just want to say, I know we went through hell and back, but, you know, um, I do appreciate y'all, and I, you know, I do love y'all. Well, and I just want to say, too, um, we don't, and, and that's something that we need to work on, because, like you say, generational curses, but I think it's, we, we're not the kind of family that says, I love you every day. When my dad got sick and was dying, he started saying it every day. Every time he saw us, every time we said goodbye, he would say he loved us. And that's something that I would like for us, us to start doing. But I just want to take this time to tell you that we don't say it much. I know I don't say it much. Is that I am very, very proud of the man that you have become and that you are becoming. I love how you um, take time with your son. I love how you talk to him, how you try to explain life to him how you try to get your point across um and I'm just I'm so proud of you because you have just totally changed and um and I love you and I, I will always love you and I will always be your mom and I just wanted to tell you that too mm, thank you son I really love you. You know that. And there's nothing in the world I wouldn't do for you. You are a trend, you know. And I just don't want y'all to forget, you know, where we came from, what we went through. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, you know, you ain't going to be, we ain't, nobody promised it tomorrow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you have to live, you have to laugh, and you have to love. And, and that's what's important. Mm -hmm. You can't be serious all the time, man. Yeah. You have to breathe, you know. Because I guarantee you, man, this world will choke you up, man, if you let it. Yeah. So you have to sometimes let go of the things that you cannot control, man. You and know? embrace the things that you can. Amen, sister. That's all you can do, man. You want to tell dad, you want to tell people that what we talked about this weekend? Because I haven't announced it yet. Do you want to announce it? Or are you? No, I think that's 
That should come from you, man. I mean, that's in your heart, you know, and I, I, I always told you, I'm always behind you, and I believed in you, you know what I'm saying? And I know with hard work, it can happen. Anything can happen, and I know this can happen. So, uh, just been, you know, this me having a child you know my my dream was always being basketball and i know for a fact that like i could have made it um but i had to put that on hold because you know i had a son and i didn't want uh my responsibility on somebody else's because i don't like to put some i don't like to add to people plate i like to uh take away from their plate and so me missing the game and um, just been thinking um, that's the right time, it's the right move. Uh, I'm throwing my hat back in, playing ball, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, go overseas or be on somebody's team next year. So that's my big surprise. From that being said, next podcast, next episode, um, me... Um, Elijah Anonymous is going to be on live. We're going to do a give back. Um, I have my, I have a sponsor of it. So if y'all been paying attention and every single episode y'all listening, it's easy questions to win. Um, give back is going to be some merch, uh, some money during this time right now. Um, and after that, that's it. Um, I definitely want to do one more episode but I do have a bonus one uh, in the chamber, so um, I'm definitely going to drop that later. But uh, thank mom and dad. Thank y'all for coming. Um, I really appreciate it. You know, hopefully the fans, you know, will learn from this or going through this, like they can uh, definitely relate to it. Thanks for having us, Terrence. No problem. Hey, enjoy it, son. Keep thank doing what you do. Thank God uh, first. This is uh, Fashion Lord T. You just heard from my mom and my dad. We had another banger episode. Um, Thank y'all for listening. Um, See y'all next Friday. Stay tuned.